Do budgets work? Does a budget work? The simple answer is no, unless you're like weird and you're a CPA or uh, one of these personal CFOs or people who help people uh, do budgets, which is a small, super small percentage of the population. Right, here's the problem, and it's, and it's psychological, like, like most things, money. Uh, think, of, think in your life about things you procrastinate on. For example, I procrastinate on paperwork, I procrastinate um, on um, not so much taking out the trash uh, anymore. Um, my wife has trained me well. But if you think about things you procrastinate on, like me, you procrastinate on things that you just don't like to do. And, and so one of the things I've learned over time is life is too short to procrastinate. And, and so to be effective, um, I, you know, if, I delegate, if I can delegate it, I delegate it or I just eliminate it. And a lot of things you can just delegate uh, or eliminate, right? Paperwork example, you focus on making enough money and um, hire somebody to paperwork, or you can do like me. I've built my business to where it's basically as close to paperwork um, free uh, as I can get at the moment. And I'm always thinking of ways to eliminate paperwork, right? So let's go back to budget. Um, the psychological part in budget is the way people approach uh, financial planning or budgeting and, and money in general is, is negative, right? If, when I say the word budget to most people, 9.9 .9 out of 10 of them think about like restricting, right? They think, hey, I'm going to do a financial plan. I'm going to build a budget and it's going to tell me what I can't do with my money, how I have to tighten up, how I can't spend money uh, on what I want to do. And, and if you start the process, there is no, that's, you're, the process is doomed, right? Because it's tough to even get started. And then think about doing that every week or every month, going through that painful process and putting yourself through the process, even though in your heart, you know, it's going to, it's going to do well. It's just, it's going to help you in the long term. It's just, it's not the good, best way to think about it. And so what I, um, and, and let me give one more kind of nuanced answer, right? That's, it's deep psychological. I did a, um, I did a Facebook experiment today. So I asked my folks on Facebook on my personal page. Um, I said, Hey, Hey friends. Um, if you had $50,000, if a stranger gave you $50,000 $50, and the only stipulation was you couldn't spend it on, you couldn't give it to charity. Um, you couldn't spend it on your kids. You had to selfishly spend it on yourself. You couldn't invest it. You can't pay off debt. And it was ha half the people that um you know struggle with the answer they either like just said i'm gonna give it to charity anyway or they said they're gonna invest it in their business some admitted that it was a tough they had never thought about it um and 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 it, it was a high percentage of people that that um struggle with that question because again coming to money you know so whether it's uh, i don't know where it starts but our society has trained us to say hey it's not okay to spend for yourself it's not it's not virtuous you shouldn't um, spend money on yourself. You should uh, try to live as close like a monk as you can because that's virtuous. And I don't know. I don't. That's 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 not how I think. 
um, early on, you know, when I learned about money in college and been a financial planner uh, early on, that's, that's how I thought about it. But as I've gotten um, uh, more mature, uh, hang around people that have money, money's become like nothing. It's just a tool, right? It's just something that you use to uh, paint the picture of the life you want. Like, for example, like um, a paintbrush means nothing, you know, paint paintbrush means nothing to an artist, right? They're not um, a true artist. The paintbrush doesn't really matter or the canvas uh, matters some, but it's not that important. What, the, what they're using it for is to paint this picture, right? So money is used to help create the life um, that you want. And we get one life, so you might as well be happy uh, and enjoy it. Uh, within moderation, right? So let me show you how you apply this to build what's called a spending plan, which is better than a budget, right? It's a, it's planning out how you're going to spend. It's very similar to what um, I do for clients that are getting ready to retire, right? We create a spending plan for how they're going to spend their money, uh, and and they can get ex and it's okay it's okay for them to get excited and think about that. I'm just bringing that to do that for the person who's not retired, right? The 25 year old, 35 year old, the 45 year old, as as we're living life, let's start with saying, okay, let's build a spending plan. And the category we start with is a splurge account, right? A splurge account is, we'll, we'll start by saying, okay, let's put, let's, let's take <clears throat> what you make and let's say we're going to allocate 20% to a splurge account. And a splurge account is like money you can spend guilt-free. These are the things that you, that you like to do. Is it, you know, go on vacation, it's a travel, let's be real specific. I want to travel to, Jamaica for five days, stay in this hotel, spend $400 a day. Like, let's figure out the number um, that you can do with the amount of money in your trout and your splurge account. And then let's, let's put it there. It can also be, I want to buy some, some, some Jordans or Adidas once a month, right? But, but you create a category for a splurge account that's just for you. And if you're, if you're a family, married, kids, right? I, I like to have a his splurge account, a her splurge account. And a family uh, splurge account, but that's that goes. You know the 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 things that you want to spend um, on yourself and your family, you put in the splurge account, and we start there, right? Then the next ten percent we allocate towards uh, short-term savings, right? And that's going to be to build an emergency fund, um, house down payment in the future. These are things that we can think through that you're going to need to pay for in the next five years. And let's set up a account to pay for those in advance so they don't come up on you and interrupt your splurge account, right? How many people um, have had a major purchase come up, wiped out all that cash? My hand is raised. It's happened a couple of times in our, uh, in, in our financial life together. Um, uh, but the times where we had cash, we were able to, lots of cash, we were able to absorb it. And... Um, um, and still be able to maintain do, doing the things that we want to do in our splurge account, right? So um, splurge account, short-term uh, savings bucket. Then long-term savings bucket, that's going to be basically retirement, saving money for the long-term because one day we're, we're going to be 67 or 70 and maybe we, we're not able to work or we don't want to work and you'll want to maintain living the lifestyle that you've painted for yourself uh, into retirement, right? So, so far we got the splurge account, 20%. 10% savings, 10% long-term goals. And don't get into whether this math makes sense. Well, you can go look at your own numbers afterwards 
and, 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 and go through and make sure it works. But I'm just walking you through the process that you do first. So you write that down. Then you have 60% left. And this is going to be for basic living expenses. This is going to be basically like your recurring bills, uh, rent, mortgage, insurance, um, food, gas, car payments, loan, student loans. Um, these are like those recurring monthly bills that you're not overly excited about. Right. And when I say food, I'm talking about groceries, not eating out, but I'm talking about just basic stuff where you're like, hey, I don't really care much about this stuff, but I have to spend it on my daily life. And this is where you want to spend time cutting um, if you need to make the budget work. So I'm, I, I gladly switch from uh, our overpriced AT&T bill to YouTube TV, which saved us $100 a month that we were able to redirect towards splurge account right to do more there um, you know I, I gladly drive a I don't, I'm not a big car person that's not part of what I you know love to spend money on so I don't have a car payment I've been driving my car since like the beginning of our marriage I just pay it off and that saves money and so there's um, so that cuts back from what we had to have uh, in the fixed account and I can go through uh, you know different clients that also um, have gotten really intentional and strategic about their spending. And they say, hey, I like to do this, but because I like to do this, um, I don't have to do this over here. Like a lot, of, a lot of young folks that I see traveling and their friends might say, hey, how do they travel? They only make X amount a year, right? But what they don't realize is they don't have a lot of furniture in their apartment. Um, they, they rent and it's small, so they're able to travel and do more. So if you um, reverse it, think about what you like to do, and then build your budget starting with what you like to do and then cut the basic stuff like right going another example um, groceries <clears throat> if you really want to do more what you like to do then it becomes easier for you to uh, coupon right or take advantage of points rewards um, things that will help you manage that food cost better uh, but, but the spending plan is something that people I get excited to do because I'm like all right cool this is what we want to do for this year let's figure out how to make this happen and it gets real easy to to keep my spending plan up to date to make sure that we can continue to do what we want to do every single year and this is something that we play out you know annually right and when we need to adjust it during the year we adjust it but it's exciting right it, it's not about what we can't do it's about saying hey let's build a budget uh, for what we what we can do and when you go through, if, if you can get your basic living expenses to less than 60% um, uh, because you just don't spend a lot already, then you can use that additional money to add to your splurge account or add to your savings, add to your long-term goals. So maybe you split them up just depending on your goals, priorities, and how far or on off track you are for, from your long-term goals. Um, and there will be a point to where you're fully on track for all of your goals you got enough cash to pay for the midterm expenses for the next five years, and you could put everything in the splurge account at some point, especially when student loans and credit cards are paid off. Um, so, um, but the, the, the bigger picture, because I feel like I'm rambling for a second, is uh, financial planning is not about restricting what you can do. It's about painting a picture of the lifestyle you want using the limited resources that we all have. It's, it's thinking through, how do I do more with what I have? And, and, and then your mind starts to think about, all right, now how do I, maybe I make some more or how do I 
uh, add more to the splurge account. That's your brain will work better. You'll be more disciplined. You'll have less procrastination around planning and tracking your spending plan if you approach it from that viewpoint. Um, this is what I do, you know, um, for my clients. I've been doing for my wife and I for years, and um, it's something that um, selectively I would do, but I really didn't. I really didn't catch that everybody didn't think this way. Uh, until recently and I began having conversations with some of my clients saying hey this is how I think about it is this how you think about it and they're like yeah actually yeah that's actually how I how I want it and I was shocked that I never really um, built it into my process but it's built now 2020 it's all about um, uh, getting better um, but I would encourage everyone to create a spending plan instead of a budget and get excited about uh, planning for now midterm and the future um, this is for informational educational purposes only it's not meant to be for investment advice or financial advice you need to seek your own counsel before making investment decisions investing involves risk no guarantee that's otherwise stated i'm philip washington chief investment officer of stone hill wealth management a registered investment advisory firm enjoy your day